What up? We're back. Sup? Welcome to RNC Watch TV. Episode. Remember? I think we're around four or five. Four or five. We've, we've kind of jumped around series and things a bit, so. Well, yeah, this is four or five, I'd say. So we've been mostly watching um, Ted Lasso. Yeah. You for so you've seen the first two seasons. I've only seen starting at three. Yeah, I thought you had seen season one. I don't know. Like honestly, I don't feel that lost. Um, it's a very good show. Yeah, season one was really good. Season two was skippable, in my opinion. Uh, and season three, thus far, I would put it somewhere in between. Not as good as season one. Probably better than season two. But they did manage to somehow pull it out, at least for the third season, which is kind of rare. You don't yeah. see a lot of shows do that after they tank on the second season. Well, and I, I don't know. I don't know that it tanked as far as how other people responded to it, but I wasn't a huge fan. Maybe my expectations were too high after season one. But anyway, so season three, uh, so you're liking it. You don't really have anything to compare it to, but you're enjoying it. Uh, no, yeah, I'm very much enjoying it. Um, yeah, I heard really good things and just never got around to watching it, but um, especially for a show about sports, which is not something I generally enjoy, uh, I would say that this has been one of the few exceptions to that format that has broken through for me. Yeah, I'm also not a sports fan. But it seems like we both like it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I think the thing that really struck me... Um, with season one was, I don't know if it's changed since then, but I definitely felt like there were very few shows that were straightforwardly kind and nice and like uplifting and where, you know, the hero was like a straightforwardly nice person. I feel like we had like a good one or two decades of the anti-hero um, where it was like a reaction to the leave it to beaver kind of simple narratives um, and I was like you know I could definitely deal with maybe not a swing back but like a little more variety and that like not everybody needs to be an anti-hero not every protagonist needs to be like dark <laughs> yeah which don't get me wrong, I love a good anti-hero, but when everyone's doing it and you're getting varying degrees of, I guess, how well they're executed, then it starts to get kind of old pretty quick. But yeah, I like to, like, Ted Lasso's character is definitely incredibly uplifting, just genuinely happy. I love the him and the other coach, um, who's also from America, I guess, their interactions seem really fun. Yeah. It's just a nice show. I like their, their friendship. I like their dynamic. Yeah, and he's not... I like, too, that he he is pretty consistently kind, but he's not consistently happy, right? He has his anxiety problems. Um, and I also think that there's something to... You know, if you... I think anxiety can be our body's way of forcing us to listen to emotions that we don't necessarily want to like something especially something like a panic attack where it's just like you know 
if you don't want to deal with, for example, the sadness that you feel about your divorce, um, those feelings can only be ignored for so long, right? They're gonna manifest in some kind of way. They'll make their way out, whether or not it's convenient for you. Right. It's best to approach them in a healthy way, but if you don't, they'll eventually find their way out. Yeah. I don't know, what else do you like about it? I don't know, I like his character. It's, um, he's very, like, he definitely is, like you said, has his struggles, but, like, he's very self-aware, too, like, in the press conference where he turns it around by basically making jokes about himself. But, like, yeah, he's the type of person that can, like, laugh at himself, which is very rare to find, uh, especially in, presented in media. So, I don't know, it's a really fun show. I've enjoyed it so far. Even though I don't entirely know what's going on, I know enough of what's going on to, uh, to appreciate it. Yeah. I'm kind of annoyed with some of the simplicity of it. Like it's a little neat and tidy. So for example, the guy who does, um, gosh, what is his name? He's like the second in command. He used to be a star player, but now he's like one of the coaches. He was dating Keeley. Oh yeah, the angry guy. The angry guy. <laughs> yeah. I think if you call him the angry guy, everyone will know who you're talking about. Yeah, the angry guy, he's like, he hates the journalist. And then there's like the big reveal of like why he hates the journalist. And he has been carrying around a, a clipping of, a, you know, essentially a bad review for a decade, I guess, many years. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, it would have to be at least a decade for there to have been a print <laughs> uh, version of, of a bad review. Uh, yeah. um, which is just like, so over the top to make a point. It's hyperbolic, right? Like, yeah. it's notice that he's carrying this review in his heart. Like he's, he's literally carrying it around, right? Um, and then, I don't know, it just seems uh, like absurdly childish for someone who was in the spotlight for, you know, a decade to have hurt feelings about, you know, his first bad review. But then, I don't know, so we're listening to the Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast, and I remember one of the episodes, Conan was like, I literally don't read any of my press. like. I don't care if you're the most effusive, uh, giving me the most effusive praise or the worst criticism. Like, I simply will not read it. And I'm like, okay, so Conan O'Brien's had like four decades uh, in the, you know, superstardom comedy wise, and he still can't deal with a bad review. You know, people are weird. <laughs> it messes with some people. I'm just too much of a narcissist. Like, I, I love I my know. press. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's just part of the game. Um, you take the good with the bad, but I want to know what people are saying about me. For the, You know, there are things I don't read, but... Uh, there's, a point, there's a difference between productive criticism and people just being dicks. Sure, yeah, for sure, for sure. Anyway, I just, I don't know. And then... What really bothered me about the scene with the journalist, Krim, um, and the angry guy was when Krim apologized. 
which I really couldn't tell if they were playing for Krim is savvy enough to apologize if it means more access or if Krim like genuinely felt, um, which I think that there's a difference between saying, I'm sorry that this hurt your feelings and you know, I hate that this caused you pain. And I think this was the wrong thing for me to do, right? And I feel like in a US culture, we're, we're having problems differentiating between doing wrong, like there, there's the difference between like doing the wrong thing, hurting someone's feelings and causing harm. And obviously there's overlap, but like the world needs criticism. You know, you need to be able to say like, I don't like this or this could have been better. Um, and yeah, it's gonna hurt people's feelings, but it's kind of a journalist's job sometimes to say these things. And so, I don't know. They did give somewhat of a qualifier, or not, I don't know if qualifier is the right word, but he did say that at that point in his career, he was being needlessly mean just to basically try to get viral attention, essentially. Yeah. Which, I mean, that, that, that gives a distinction between him just like, being sorry because like he, he feels bad versus like he was being a dick intentionally to try to forward his career. I don't know. Yeah. But you could have just been saying that too. What? He could have just been saying that too. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, was that the wrong thing for him to do? He got the career. True. I don't know, I don't know. I mean, then it's like, well, how much responsibility does any individual journalist have versus the, the way the system is set up? I mean, I do think you can't just throw your hands up and be like, well, I'm just a cog in the system. You know, you do have some individual responsibility, but anyway, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. I do feel like there is a growing possibly problem with people not I don't even know if it's growing. I think humans have never been great at taking criticism. Not really. It's not been a strong scene. Yeah, but I think it's important. I think it's useful. Oh, yeah, totally. But, yeah, I think the other thing that struck me about these episodes, I guess we're on, like, episode three or four, is <laughs> um, the woman who owns the team, Rebecca, and her ex-husband, Rupert. You know, it that whole dynamic reminds me that the opposite of love isn't hate, it's apathy, right? Yeah. There's something extremely flattering about Rupert ignoring his younger wife and child to fuck with his ex-wife, right? It's like, She's clearly taking up his mind space. Oh, yeah. Clearly he's, yeah, taking up some mental bandwidth. Right. And, like, I am, this is, like, I'm not this kind of person. Like, I spend very little time thinking about the exes who I'm not friends with. I have very few exes who I'm not friends with, and, you know... I, I simply don't think about people who piss me off for the most part. That's a healthy way to live. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just 
selfish in that way, but... I don't know if that's selfish even. <laughs> I don't have time for it, but I guess I understand the... Um, the draw, I guess, of... You know, like, I guess what it's making me think is like, there's something... And, and, it, and it makes me think about the lone, the stuff I've been writing about, reading and writing about loneliness, right? It's sadder in, in a way to be not thought of than to be thought ill of, right? It's almost like sadder to have someone not think of you than to, than to wish you harm um, and to try to get back at you. And if you care about someone but you can't figure out how to be in a healthy dynamic with them, I guess I can see why you'd rather stay in an unhealthy dynamic than to not have any dynamic with them at all. I never thought of it that way, but that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I don't know, and I've never, I, I've seen in real life, like people get into these stupid, you know, wanting to get revenge on their ex. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the saddest thing in the world, but and I've never really had empathy for it. I'm just like everyone involved is very broken. Get therapy, um, but I don't know. Watching it in maybe there's the distance of like these are fictional characters. Yeah. Maybe because I'm not seeing it from. I mean, we are seeing it more from Rebecca's perspective than Rupert's, but. You know, I don't know. Just something about seeing it from this angle gives me uh, empathy for these fucked up dynamics that I've never had before, which is which is interesting. And I think the reading about loneliness has given me some empathy, especially. I think for them, it's like there's a investment and intimacy that you have with someone who you've been married to for first years, you know, some number of years, that, like, you, you know, neither of them have with anyone else. Yeah. Rebecca doesn't even have anything close, and, like, Rupert has been gotten married again, but clearly the connection is not quite the same. Oh, yeah, like, it hasn't been brought up yet. Like, we don't know anything of who he's married to. We just know that he's technically married. Well... I've seen a little more because I saw the other season. But uh, you st I still don't know a lot. There's yeah. still not very much that I know. Um, but it's, yeah, it's extra lonely, I think, when there's no one who's that, who's close to you and knows you in that way. And that even more in that situation, I could see wanting some kind of closeness with that person, even if it's negative. Some kind of relationship, some kind of attention, even if it's negative versus just nothing. Anyway, it's weird, but it's what I've been thinking about. What else? I think the angry guy and Keely thing is interesting. Yeah, it's what I've been. Yeah. Seems to be regretting it progressively. Or I think he's regretting it. I can't get a good read on him. I think it's the best written, um, like, subplot of the show, of the season. That's I, like, I like that little girl that's like, I think you're being stupid. Yeah, yeah. 
It's, it's definitely like a trope of the like wise beyond her years child. Yeah. But I like it. It's a well they They implemented the trope. Yeah. The show, I feel like it doesn't drag. That's something I like about it. I don't feel like the scenes are too long. It gets to the point. Yeah. Which is nice. Because you have a lot of stuff that drags horrifically these days. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I like how they... A lot of times when two people get together, who you've been rooting for to get together, you're... The show, the show loses steam, but, you know, they're they're kind of reestablishing a will they or won't they with the Keeley and, and angry guy thing, which I think is fun. Yeah, it's smart. Yeah. and But it doesn't feel like super contrived. You know, it seems plausible. Yeah. Like it's a well, well-written relationship dynamics. Mm-hmm. Which you don't see also a lot of times these days. Yeah. It, a lot of times he'll say, like you said, incredibly forced, but doesn't in this case. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Closing thoughts? I'm excited to see where it goes. I need to go back and watch season one uh, and skip, I'll, I'll skip two on your recommendation. I would actually have to watch the first season because I heard really, really good things, especially right after it came out. That's why I was kind of excited to watch it even starting at three. Yeah, and I think as well, like, it came out at, like, the perfect time where everybody just, like, was right in the pandemic. Everybody not. needed something straightforwardly uh, positive, like, optimistic. Something happy. Lighthearted, happy, yeah. So, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how... I definitely don't feel like we've seen a lot more... Ted Lasso's. I mean, honestly, I think like platonic is a pretty, I would not call either of the two leads like anti-heroes. No, they're relatively normal people. Yeah. They're like at heart, nice people. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I can't think of anything else quite like Ted Lasso that's come out recently, but maybe, maybe we'll see more of it anyway. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. And excited to see where... If, uh, Apple's been releasing some really good light-hearted stuff, I guess, overall. Which, like, I don't know if I would call it universally light-hearted, but... It's on HBO too, right? Or is it Apple Plus? No, I think it's Apple. Oh, okay. I want to say it's Apple. I may be wrong. I don't know. We don't know. Um, what else are you thinking of? Um, that's it. That, that, that's true. Okay. Uh, yeah, anyway, so thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Bye.